You're listening to the Sports Roundtable Show, home to the NFL's New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Alabama Crimson Tide, Pensacola Ice Flyers, NBA's New Orleans Pelicans, Catholic High Football, and interviews fans have been waiting to hear. Cam Jordan joining us here. You think the Senior Bowl's changed since when he played? I hope it's changed. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody gets better. These kids now are so talented. We're joined by Clay Matthews. Ultimately, it's the career what you have in that springboard that this senior bowl provides for all of us paul chestnut i've been on his show and he's with his son matthew first of all it's great many the tampa bay lightning for players sure. for my son yes. but to meet Cindy crosby yeah it was pretty okay. cool all the games all the names all you need to know host paul chestnut breaking down the sports that matters we've been doing the show together now for 20 years appreciate you having me on in the early years of the magazine and uh, look forward to doing the show with you another 20 years Dave, hey, Paul Chestnut here. Pensacola has adopted the Tampa Bay Lightning as their NHL team. And the Lightning have one big banner up, and it's going to be joined by another big banner for winning the Stanley Cup. He shoots and scores! The Pensacola Ice Flyers are SPHL champions! Pensacola's best sports and host Paul Chestnut. The Sports Roundtable Show with Paul Chestnut is on the air. Are you ready? Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday edition Sports Roundtable Show. Oh, what a week it is going to be. We got the NFL starting uh, this weekend as it actually starts on Thursday night with the kickoff game. Jimmy Cagles, our producer, Paul Chestnut with you as today's show presented to you by good friends at Hillkelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram located out on Highway 29 in Car City, one more day of the Labor Labor Day weekend sale going on as we speak at Hillkelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Highway 29 in Car City. We're going to talk some NFL out of the gate. Is uh, we're going to talk uh, some Saints football as we have Mike Haas, the voice of the New Orleans Saints, is kind enough to join us here to start the show. Of course, you, you can hear uh, Mike. You've been hearing preseason games, and then the regular season starts on Sunday noon kickoff against uh, the Titans uh, on WPNN. And Mike, hey, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And how are you doing on this Tuesday? I am doing well. Like little Labor Day weekend uh, with no NFL football, just college football, and that was interesting in and of itself. But yeah, man, it's game week now, and so now it's already Tuesday because Monday it's already a, it feels like a short week because Tuesday got here pretty quick because of the holiday. But man, there's nothing better uh, than getting that preseason behind you and getting ready for real football. 53-man roster, and, man, it's just it's a different different kind of vibe. Yeah, what a blockbuster it's going to be on Sunday, noon kickoff there, Caesars Superdome, because you got Derrick Henry and company. I, I know the city of New Orleans, you know, you got the two-lane grab there as well and Ty J. Spears, but, uh, boy, uh, it, 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 yeah, bring your lunch bucket for that one. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel? about this Saints team going into it? Uh, I feel actually pretty good about it. I think if you look at the position battles that they had this training camp compared to last training camp, the quality of the competition was immense 
vastly better. Running back, wide receiver, tight end, DB, just everywhere you had this uh, an upgrade in quality, and and everybody kind of rose to the occasion. But it all begins and ends, and at least in in my world, but with Derek Carr, uh, can he be? you know, the the kind of rock that this team needs him to be, come in, and you don't have to win games. Just put a few more points on the board than this team has been able to do. But I, I think given the talent that they have leading into this season, and it's not up, you know, it's uh, uh, last year it was Jameis, would his knee be okay? Uh, and the year before that, it was the battle between Jameis and Taysom. It just feels like everything is more set and more unanswered questions as we begin the season than, than in the past. And I just think it's a better football team. Okay, Mike, I got to get your thoughts. Uh, the changes on the special teams with the punter and the kicker. And I got to admit, you know, here comes Lou Headley, you know, uh, uh, you know out of Miami. Blake Rupi, uh, Will Lutz traded away. I didn't see this coming, all right? I didn't see this happening, but I just want to get your thoughts. Well, I will say this. Uh, you better be right because when you – you're right. Both changes were a surprise to me. I trust the Saints administration wholeheartedly. Uh, Groupie had a heck of a camp, and and all things being equal, if you just do all things being equal, he may have had a stronger camp than Will. But I think typically what we do is we look at that and go, okay, well, all things being equal, I'm going to go with the veteran and and Will Lutz. They went, well, we're going to get some trade value out of Will and, and, and have the kicker who had a really strong camp. And the Lou Headley-Blake Gilligan battle, to me, was a little different. I felt like the groupie Lutz battle, they both kind of rose their game up. And Gilligan, to me, just felt like he was kicking not to lose his job. Just don't do anything kind of crazy. I'm don't, he wasn't like punting, you know, just like he would normally freely. I felt like he was punting kind of close to the vest. Just don't do anything that might cost you your job. And in the end, I think both guys didn't really have these boomers. Uh, and a lot of times it is a lot of directional kicking. But, yeah, I, I, I'm on the same boat. They Both of those decisions, both, one or the other, I don't think would have been that huge a surprise. But both uh, was a surprise. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to, to watch both of them, how it all uh, plays out there with Blake Rupi and, and Lou Headley. All right, probably the most asked question during training camp, the head coach Dennis Allen was Michael Thomas. Where's he at? Is he at 100%? Is he the type of player that he, that he was, you know, a couple of years ago? Uh, your thoughts, you know, what are you expecting out of Michael Thomas, uh, I guess, come Sunday and beginning of this season and this year? I think I feel a lot like I did at this point last year. He came through training camp and was in good shape. It's not like he went out in the first couple of games and didn't do anything. He had three touchdowns and exactly the kind of touchdowns that this team needed throughout the entire season, which were contested catches. And then he gets hurt 
in you know in in Carolina and never never comes back. So he had a solid camp. Didn't play a lot in the games. He did really well in Costa Mesa with the two practices with the Chargers. And so I expect, you know, the same Mike Thomas to 2019. No, I don't think so. But I think you wouldn't say that about very few players that has been through the injuries that he's been through from 2019 to say, yeah, he's going to come back and leave the NFL in touchdowns and yards. I just don't, I think, you know, maybe that time is gone, but can he be close to the Mike Thomas that we've, you know, come to see in the most recent years? I think so. I hope he comes in with a huge chip on his shoulder, ready to prove everybody wrong who doubted him in the last couple of years. But I mean, he's healthy. He makes that receiving core so much better when you throw a lobby out there and then Shahid and you just all, all of a sudden it becomes a much different unit as we saw last year. When he went down, Shahid hadn't even started to play yet and it became the Chris Olave show as a rookie. So they went from strength to uh, weakness pretty quick. But if he can stay healthy, man, I think I think and then Jimmy Graham, yeah. you, you see those catches that he made in that yeah. week three, and you know Derek Carr was going, oh, baby, yeah. right? Seam route, back shoulder, you know, he's not he's not going to be your starter over Jawah, but he's going to be in there on some plays. And when he's in there, he's one of those guys that defenders know that Jimmy Graham is in the game, just like when Taysom comes into the game. I mean, you know he's in the game, and you've got to account for him. Okay, so uh, that was going to be my next question, you know, about Jimmy Graham. But, yeah, he looked uh, outstanding doing what he did in that final preseason game. Taysom Hill, what do you think? How do you think he's going to be used on Sunday? Well, I mean, if you'd asked me that question prior to this week, I would have said as the, you know, second or third tight end because he caught more balls as tight end in this camp than he has, I think, is a saint, period. But then the move to kind of quarterback, and I always felt that that's not his strength. Would he catch the ball at tight end some? Yes. More than in the past? Yes. But now, they've, you know, listing him as a quarterback, I feel like he's going to be – I don't know if he's going to be that – you know, to me, where they got into some issues was that third and short, third and three, third and four. They became a bit predictable – uh, with his RPO reads, you know, power, QB power. And now you got Jamal Williams. I mean, that's a strength of his, is short down, uh, short yardage situation. So I, I think you, the sky's the limit with, with Taysom. You don't have to, you're not forced to pigeonhole him into any particular role at quarterback. To me, you can put him in on first and second down and, 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 and let him see what he can do. But I think we'll be back to where we were in the past uh, where it's one play and out. I think this is, this is Derek Carr's offense and, and, and Taysom will be a part of that offense, but this will be Derek Carr at quarterback, but that's where you got to use Taysom. So, you know, I mean, to me, if you're putting Taysom in as a, as a tight end only, you're not utilizing his skills. Mike, you like everything that the Saints did on the defensive side of the ball because, uh, boy, those defensive linemen, the new additions, I, I, I thought they looked pretty good during camp. 
I did. And again, that was not an easy situation to come into when you think about not defensive end, but when you lose Onyemata and, you know, Marcus Davenport, who, who had been hurt, Caden Ellis, Shai Tuttle, um, you know, that's, that, that's, that's a lot to replace. But yet, I didn't feel, especially when, I'm, when we talk just about Davenport, Shai Tuttle, and Onyemata, that those numbers could not be replicated. And the addition of Nathan Shepard and Colin Saunders, to me, is exactly what Dennis said they would be when they arrived, and that they are strong in the middle. They're a bit more athletic than maybe Tuttle and, and Onyemata, and, and that has bared out. And it's funny because you're right about the questions daily to Dennis Allen and others was usually about Mike Thomas. Brian Brzee, for a number one draft pick, has had the quietest preseason. He was Coach Allen was hardly asked. I mean, every once in a while he might get a Brzee question. And I think we started to see a lot more of him, you know, by preseason game two and three and some of his capabilities – so I think overall, when you look at the interior, the exterior, Carl Granderson and Cam and those guys, Peyton Turner being healthy, I don't think there, there were a lot of questions there. Just could they, one, stay healthy? But the interior, I think, has been, uh, you know, I don't know, I won't call it an upgrade at this point, but it's, uh, it's fairly even as we start this season. So, Mike, here come the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry and company, coached by Mike Vrabel. Saw uh, Dennis Allen's press conference uh, yesterday, and he was saying, hey, this game's going to be won on the line of scrimmage. And it, and it seems like the Titans really makeshift offensive line. They, 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 they got everybody new, it just seems like on that offensive line, but he said, hey, this team, Tennessee, takes the, the, the characteristics of their head coach, Mike Frabel. What do you think? What are you expecting come Sunday? Yeah, I think that's a key area for, for both teams uh, just on that offensive front. You're right. They, they have five new people in positions. Their right guard moved over uh, – to center, but other than that, but but the guy, two of the ones a rookie, uh, a draft pick, and two are veterans, so they've been around the game. But you know, it's five new people in positions now. Behind them, you got Derrick Henry, so he's he's the load. I don't care who your offensive line is, but I think that offensive line, and then the questions that surround the Saints' offensive line at left guard and left tackle with Trevor Penning, James Hurst, and or Andres Pete, who will certainly play some, you know, that, that we just have not seen enough of Trevor Penning to, to, to gauge, is he ready? You know, I mean, that's, that's Derek Carr's blind side. Uh, Hurst has been solid, um, but that, that area, that left side of the line, I won't call it a question mark, but it's, I think it's kind of still yet to be proven. Now Hurst is a, you know, longtime veteran, but uh, Trevor Penning will have a lot of pressure. They're going to come at Trevor hard, and so will the Saints have to alter their scheme a little bit, keep it back, you know, in the backfield a little bit, chip on that side, you know, to, to kind of help Trevor out or a tight end on that side. I'm, I'm not sure, but that'll be something to watch early on. Is I think he's going to progress fine, but it's just like, like if Dennis were here or Mickey were here, let's say he just hasn't had the snaps, and he hasn't. 
but but he will. It'll be quick. If he can stay healthy, he's going to get every snap that you can get at left tackle. Mike, what type of game you expecting? I think it's going to come down to the final position. And we talked about, you know, the Saints having the new punter and Lou Henley kicker, Blake Rupi. I think the kick, it will come down to the kick. It's going to come down to a last second field goal for either team here. How do you think it all plays out here? Yeah, I do. I, I believe turnovers will be a key. Um, neither team was exceptional at it. And really, both teams, one of their biggest problems was putting points on the board. The Saints averaged 19 points a game. Well, the Titans averaged 17 and a half. So which offense can be the most efficient and which offense will not turn it over? You know, like you mentioned, Tajay Spears. Man, he's gonna, he, he can do a lot of things in that backfield. But Jamal Williams... Kendra Miller, uh, Adam Prentice, those guys are going to have to really step up from a running game. If this team can run the ball, if the Saints can run the ball and not have to rely uh, on, on a Derek Carr 30-40 pass game, which is not what they want, and I think de- defensively the Saints have the edge, and I think offensively they do as well. It's just a matter of just execution and get some to get, get do what you did in the preseason. Get some turnovers. Put Marshawn Lattimore on DeAndre Hopkins and go, there you go. You two go at it all game. I'll take my chances there. Um, you know, both teams finished 7-10. and 10, But how they got to 7-10, and 10, wow. Yeah. Two different uh, paths with Tennessee losing their final seven games. So this is an important one because the Saints only have four home games until the month of December. So you've got to make these home games count, and they have not played well at home in the last couple of years. So you've got to get off to a good start. Yeah, and with that being said, Mike, how important is it then for the Saints to to start the season, to get off that great start here for the Saints? Well, four of your first six, right, on the road, that's, that's tough. Green Bay, Carolina, New England, at Houston. So you – you're going to have to win on the road early. You don't have to come out of this five and one, four and two, but three and three, four and two to me, because of four out of your first six being on the road, uh, is, 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 it just feels like don't play uphill. The last few years, because of injuries, uh, except for the, you know, the five and two Saints season in 21, but then the injury to, to Jameis and then it became, you know, any quarterback on the sidelines and any kicker on the sidelines in 21. So if you can stay healthy and, and, and turn, get, get some turnovers and don't turn it over, this football team can do a lot. But you're right. These first, the first six games to me is, is if you, if you don't, can't start off solidly you're going to be fighting yourself uphill all season again mike thank you for doing this thank you for your time we always encourage everybody in the pentacle market turn down the sound on the tv crank up mike haas deuce McAllister, saints uh, radio network on wpnn with the call the game you do outstanding work really looking forward to another Saints season, they get it going. Regular season uh, on Sunday. Uh, thank you so much, Mike. And uh, hopefully, maybe we'll run into you over there at the Caesars Superdome on Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks to everybody along the Gulf Coast and Florida's coast and Mississippi and Alabama, all of those listeners along the network. We greatly appreciate all of your support. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much.
All right, Paul. Mike Koss, voice of the New Orleans Saints. Great stuff to get us going. Tuesday edition Sports Roundtable presented by Hilkelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Last day of that Labor Day sale going on as we speak. Back with more Sports Roundtable on the FAM 101.1 FM. And the Pensacola Blue Wahoos have won the Southern League Championship. Playoff ticket packages are on sale now as the Pensacola Blue Wahoos look to defend their Southern League title. As many as four playoff games will be held at Blue Wahoo Stadium from September 21st to September 27th, including every game in which Pensacola could clinch a series win. Any unplayed games will be credited towards a regular season home game in 2024. Don't miss out as the Wahoos chase another championship. To purchase tickets, visit BlueWahoos.com. Hi, this is Jacob Blitner from Lloyd's Auto Glass with some serious food for thought. Just like you, I never give a second thought to the fact that I spend my travel time surrounded by glass, a transparent, durable, yet sometimes fragile product that for the most part we take for granted, until it breaks. It keeps us all warm, cool, dry, and most importantly, safe. More comfort and safety features are being incorporated into Autoglass with each new model introduction. Don't trust anyone but the most highly skilled experts to repair, replace, and recalibrate your vehicle glass. We are the experts. Check our reviews, certifications, and awards. No one is even close. Don't be pushed to use the national networks. Insurance companies are just trying to cut costs. By law, you have the right to choose, so avoid the runaround and just call us directly, and we will handle everything for you and deliver the quality you deserve. Call Lloyd's Glass and experience real, live, local people that care. 800-72-GLASS or lloydsglass.com. There's the meaning of life, and then there's the meaning of life in Louisiana. It all breaks down to this. The food at Restaurant Nola. We take you beyond the bayous and introduce you to the food that makes dining a truly memorable experience. Our menu says it all. Shrimp, meat pies, and dewy, the classic debris sandwich, crabs, oysters, crawfish, jambalaya, boudin balls, mufaladas, gumbo, red beans, and rice. You get the idea. The Restaurant Nola. 523 East Gregory Street. The Restaurant Nola. Like no other. Back at you, Tuesday edition Sports Roundtable Show, presented by Hilkelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Brand. Big thank you, Mike Haas, voice of the Saints, joining us at the top of the show. Saints against the Titans. You can hear it Sunday noon kickoff on WPNN. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they'll be playing at the Vikings on uh, Sunday noon kickoff on Fox Sports The Fame 101.1. Legendary voice, Gene Deckerhoff on the call. Big week going on here, of course. All, always raise Boston. Tampa Bay Rays baseball tonight against Boston. Six o'clock on Fox Sports The Fame 101.1. The coaches shows back on the air. Billy Napier coaches show. Six to seven o'clock on Fox Sports, the Fam one hundred one point one Bama show. Eli Gold, boy, did he did he not sound great? We texted Eli. When was it yesterday? Great stuff. He texts it back. Hey, thank you so much. He's just excited to be back in the booth just like everybody else. Uh, Nick Saban show Thursday night, WPNN. Back with more on the Fam one hundred one point one FM.
At Sky's Pizza Pie, our customers receive three things. Value, flavor, and 100% satisfaction. Voted best pizza and lunch special seven years in a row, best of the coast. Calzones, Stromboli's, wings, pizza by the slice, and unforgettable garlic knots. Delivery, pickup, or dine-in. Monday through Saturday, happy hour 4 to 7 at 5559 North Davis Highway. Visit SkiesPizzaPie.com for daily specials. Experience Sky's Pizza Pie. Most people don't pay for their car all at once. So why do it with your jewelry when you can walk into Beret Jewelers and get 12 months financing at 0% with approved credit? I'm Barry Cole from Beret Jewelers. Buying jewelry is easy when you can make small monthly payments rather than one big one. We sell diamonds right because we buy them right. Apples to apples will beat anyone's price. Stop in for 0% financing for 12 months only at Beret Jewelers. Seville Power Equipment is now your factory-authorized Icon golf cart and e-bike dealer. Icon is an affordable, high-quality manufacturer that offers a two-year warranty on their golf carts. They also give you a three-year warranty on their gel batteries with an unbelievable eight-year warranty on lithium batteries. Buy a golf cart today and get a $500 instant rebate. Seville Power Equipment has four- and six-seat carts available in many color combinations with multiple financing options. Come on down to Seville Power Equipment today, located on 12th Avenue in East Hill, Pensacola. We're a garage door company you can trust. Ace Overhead Door and Specialty Products is locally owned, and our certified technicians have been installing doors, operators, and solving all your garage door needs for 28 years. Home estimates are free, and we guarantee to save you money with no high-pressure tactics. Products include Wayne Dalton Overhead Door and Genie Commercial and Residential Operators. Our work is the best. Visit our website, aceoverheadgaragedoors.com, or call us at 850-438-4264. That's 850-438-4264. Dix Cleaners, your go-to destination for all your dry cleaning and alteration needs. Providing top-notch service to the Pensacola area since 1923. Convenience is key. That's why we offer drop-off and pick-up service and have seven locations. Our team of experienced professionals will handle your clothes with the utmost expertise, ensuring they return to you looking fresh, clean, and ready to impress. From dry cleaning, wash, and fold to alterations, we have you covered. Vix Cleaners, Pensacola's trusted dry cleaner for over 100 years. It's a pretty competitive world out there, wouldn't you say? And getting your business known takes some creativity. So what do you do? Where do you go when you want to brand or promote your company, team, or club in a cost-effective way? Big Rhino. We are promotional creatives, but it all starts with you. Want some sweet-looking swag with your logo? Screen-printed shirts for your weekend warrior team. Big Rhino is your one-stop promotional shop. So think big and visit BigRhino.com. Call 1-800-469-9028. Do you love seafood? How about fresh fried mullet, shrimp and oysters, or blackened mahi-mahi? Hi, I'm Kenneth from the Fishing Hole Restaurant. And you know our slogan, where you can always get a bite. I have been advertising with WPNN for a decade, and daily I still have people coming to the restaurant telling me that they heard our ad on the radio. If you want some great seafood, come see me at the fishing hole. And for the best advertising in Pensacola, call Scott at WPNN 850-433-1141. That's 850-433-1141. It's about We're moving along. Tuesday edition Sports Roundtable show. Last day, Labor Day sale. Still going on. Hillkelly Dodge, Chrysler, Chief Ram. Check them out at Highway 29 
in Car City. Friday night, we're going to be in Fairhope at Fairhope High School. Catholic undefeated at 2-0. High school football for you folks. Undefeated Catholic at 2-0 going into Navarre on the uh, opening regular season, winning in overtime. And then it was a downpour of rain in the fourth quarter. Catholic jumped out 13 nothing. You heard it on Fox Sports, the theme 101.1. And uh, they ended up winning at Escambia 13-12. So here they are, the Catholic Crusaders undefeated. They go into Fairhope, which uh, Fairhope, pretty good team. Catholic at Fairhope here at the game. Fox Sports, the fan, 101.1. 7 o'clock kickoff, Teresa Optical and Associates pregame show begins at 6.30. Presented to you by good friends at the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Tomorrow on the show, this is Bama, Texas week. Ah, yeah. Anybody was seeing the first quarter, probably a quarter and a half of the Alabama game, Probably saying to themselves, uh-oh, when Texas comes in here, ah, oh, geez, you know. But, hey, they got it together. They won. Alabama won. So uh, tomorrow on the show, they got Texas coming in, 6 o'clock kickoff on WPNN. Roger Hoover will be joining us from the Alabama Crimson Tide Network. He was in the booth there uh, with you. You heard him at times. Roger Hoover was in the booth there. Uh, uh, during uh, Alabama's big win and the return of Eli Gold behind the mic. So Roger Hoover to join us tomorrow on the show. We'll talk some Bama, Texas with him. It's Bama, Texas week uh, this week. And it's probably going to be the game uh, of the week and looking at all of the other schedules. We're going to get with Terrence A. Gross, local personal injury attorney, uh, soon he was at that big Florida State win over LSU. But right now, it's time to hear from Roger Hoover. Crimson Tide today brought to you by Barnes Heating and Air. Barnes Heating and Air is a proud sponsor of Alabama football, serving the entire Pensacola community for over 50 years. Barnes Heating and Air is passionate about providing customers with world-class air conditioning and heating repairs, sales, and installation. Barnes Heating and Air is family-owned, insured, and committed to quality. For a free estimate, call 478-0141. Barnes Heating and Air is number one in customer service with service calls seven days a week. Call Barnes Heating and Air, 478-0141, and roll tide. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. As Alabama football starts preparation for the All-State Crossbar Challenge against Texas, head coach Nick Saban met with the media on Monday. Texas, you know, I think everybody knows Sark is a really good coach. Um, they've got a really good team. They've got a veteran team returning with, you know, 10 starters on offense, six on defense. Um, really good skilled players on offense, really good quarterback, uh, can throw the ball effectively. They make a lot of explosive plays. Um, you know, Worthy's an outstanding receiver. They've got good running backs. They've got a really good tight end. Uh, they're very good on defense. They play really good up front Uh, they're physical they played extremely well in the first game and um they were excellent on special teams so uh, this is a really good team all the way around crimson drive driven by nascar streaming live at 2 p.m central on all ctsn social media platforms 
We'll take a look back to last night's edition of Crimson Tide Rewind, plus a conversation with Crimson Tide quarterback Jalen Milrow. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Great job by Roger Hoover once again, who will be a guest on the show. We'll talk BAM at Texas with him tomorrow, and it's brought to you by our good friends at Barnes Hitting and Air. Right now, it's time for Terrence A. Gross, local personal injury attorney. He was in Orlando on Sunday night. He saw the big Florida State win against LSU. And Terrence, welcome. And you got to be feeling pretty good after what you saw there in Orlando with your uh, Florida State Seminoles. Uh, I certainly was. I wasn't feeling so good at halftime, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, it, it was really like two games. Uh, first of all, the, the atmosphere felt very similar to the Rose Bowl that I went to for the national title with Jameis Winston uh, versus Auburn. Felt very much like that. Uh, but I would say looking at the crowd, taking it all in, it was 75% Seminoles, 25% LSU. For some reason, LSU fans didn't travel as much as I thought they would. Uh, they were there, but not as strong as the FSU. So it's like a home game. And the second half, it got loud. But first half, you know, we got the penalties. We looked sloppy. The first play of the game, they torched us for a 60 or 70 yard run. But we bowed up in the red zone. We kept on bowing up. We kept on really messing up and just doing everything wrong. But they couldn't put the points on the board. So 17 14. Halftime was a really good score for us. It could have been a lot more, but then the second half, it was just lights out. It was just so one-sided. It was like we weren't even watching the same game. The halftime adjustments on defense and offense, and at one point we outscored them 31-0. to zero. So you, I, I thought we were going to have a nail-biter down to the end. It looked that way first half, and by the you know, fourth quarter, it was just over. The, the LSU fans were leaving. Uh, even the last touchdown, that was against our backup team. They they, they got a, like a 99-yard pass play or whatever it was, but the game was so far over by then, it, it didn't really matter. But Jordan Travis looked good. I'll tell you something interesting. So I had some friends there. They're Seminoles, but they don't fall it the way I do, Paul. And we were uh, watching Coleman you know, warm up. He was in his T-shirt, no pads. We got there early to tailgate. So we're there, we're in the shade, and we're watching. He is a specimen, Paul. He is a specimen. Um, he's 6'4", but not skinny, not lanky. I mean, he is built. And he he was getting, I saw that he was receiving bunts. I said, wow, he's going to be our puff returner, too. And he lived up to all the heights. All Big Ten last year, Michigan State, he lived up to it. Three touchdowns, great catches, great ability, getting open, uh, no drop passes on his part. Wilson had a really good game. They did have two bad drop passes, truthfully. Uh, Bell had one drop pass, but made up for it with a great touchdown. So all these transfer portal, portal players came in. We had 12, by the way. Uh, we brought in 12, and I think all 12 are starters. I don't think any of the 12 we brought in are riding the bench. Um, Winston caught one. I mean, I was looking to try to see who else, but really, as far as receiving, you could pretty much just say it was a two-man show. Wilson and Coleman together, I think they caught 21 passes. Um, 
But uh, I tell you, Daniels, lost and on that loss, you know, I'm going to say one more thing. Daniels played his heart out. His statistics look just like uh, Jordan's. Daniels should hold his head high. He threw for over 300-something yards. He ran for, you know, 64 yards, but he couldn't do it by himself. They really didn't have any running backs. They had two suspended. I don't know if that made a difference. And at the end, their defense just got tired. We kept their defense on the field, and it finally showed. We couldn't get the running game going until late. Benson finally was able to get some uh, runs going, and and that helped us uh, with the passing. But uh, all around, just a great game for the Seminoles. Uh, yeah, I was surprised, Brian Kelly. I could see it the first time on that first drive going forward on fourth down. But then he tried it again on a fourth. I thought he left some points out there and some momentum out there uh, in that first half. But I, I thought going in that Florida State was going to win it. Uh, and I, I thought it would be closer. But that Florida State team, that's that's a pretty good football team there. And, you know, I was telling you, and I know it's only one win. There's a lot, a lot to go. Hey, we saw what Clemson did last night. Not afraid of Clemson. Uh, I think Florida State will take care of them. Uh, and I know it's one game at a time here. Um, I think the one one game on the schedule that you might be concerned about, and I'm not going to say they're going to lose or anything, is the game at Pitt that you brought up during the summer uh, as well. But you, how do you feel? you got to be excited, a lot more excited now. I, I am, you know, I was, you know, like I said, I was just so cautious because uh, I knew it was do or die for one of the teams, and really, it, it just, you know, LSU's now going to be in a free, free spin uh, downward spiral, and then we had, we're looking up, and the Clemson thing was a shocker last night. So let's talk about Clemson. So I really had it circled. Our, our I thought our toughest game preseason would be LSU, then Clemson, of course. Clemson looked like the game that couldn't shoot straight last night. And then, and maybe they'll get that out of their system, the turnovers and all the miscues, two block kicks. Um, Duke looked really good at that, at athletic. It just wasn't that they won. It's the way they won. I mean, they, they, their defense was not uh, at all uh, you know, afraid of, of Clemson's offense. And it was porous, and, and they, got, got, they got a sack. It's certainly at Lawrence back there at quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not Lawrence. And uh, Shipley had a good game. So Shipley for for Clemson should hold his head high. Very good game. He worked really hard uh, receiving and catching. Had a good game. But really, uh, their defense just gave up in the fourth quarter. I've never seen a Clemson team. I mean, Dabo was beside himself. But really, they just couldn't even stop Duke. And, and Duke's quarterback was really good. I mean, he was really Really good, and, and and that's without an asteroid. I'm not saying really good for Duke. He was really good, and uh, he, they had some speed. So with Duke had some speed, um, and uh, really, I mean, 28-7, never saw that coming. I mean, it, it just crazy. I mean, the game was over. Fourth quarter, it was over. I mean, gosh. And, uh, and watch the Duke people uh, – crash the field and, and the jubilation. So now we got to circle the books. We have Duke at home. At least they're at home. But, I mean, uh, that was a game that I was going to take my grandchildren to ho-hum, and they ain't going to be a ho-hum game. They're going to come out and try to punch us in the nose, too. You better believe they will. 
And we still got Mike Clemson that can be payback, so I'm not going to look past them. Uh, Pet, your rights a trap game. Can't look past Miami. We killed Miami last year. They're pretty much the same team. Uh, Miami has not really changed much since last year. We beat them 47-3, to I think, last year. But that was last year. So we got to play every game, like you say, one game at a time. I really believe that LSU is drinking the Kool-Aid. Even Coach Kelly talked about it. Kids getting too hyper-presuming. You know, just we're SEC. FSU's lowly ACC. We're just going to manhandle these teams. And it didn't work out that way. So I think, um, you know, I'm sure the Clemson guys coming in before the game knew they were going to trounce Duke. Just knew it. And that didn't happen. So I think uh, I'm hoping uh, Norvell could bring our guys down to earth, get get over the euphoria, be euphoric, celebrate, but get down to business. But the weapons that we have, and this team, I, I was thinking of next year, next year we're going to fall off. I, I know there's the uh, portal and all that, but uh, we're loaded. But if everybody there, we've got all our stars will be leaving. Even Coleman. There's no way Coleman's going to play two I, years for us. I won't I be worried about next year. This could be the year for Florida State after what we saw uh, on Sunday night. Terrence, we got to take a break. I know we'll talk Colorado and, uh, boy, and what uh, Deion Sanders did with his uh, sons there, Travis Hunter. Uh, he's the talk of the college football world as well. Uh, some Gators. Uh, but as we go into the break, Terrence, and I'm just throwing it out there, I thought it was great stuff seeing the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey players here. Brandon Hagel, Anthony Sorelli, who my son met, Maddie met when we made the trip to Tampa. Nicola Paul. They were dressed in Florida State t-shirts. They had their hats wear backwards, and they they look like students in the, at the Florida State game uh, on Sunday night. Great stuff. Back with more with Terrence A. Gross, local personal injury attorney on The Fan 101.1 FM. And the Pensacola Blue Wahoos have won the Southern League Championship. Playoff ticket packages are on sale now as the Pensacola Blue Wahoos look to defend their Southern League title. As many as four playoff games will be held at Blue Wahoo Stadium from September 21st to September 27th, including every game in which Pensacola could clinch a series win. Any unplayed games will be credited towards a regular season home game in 2024. Don't miss out as the Wahoos chase another championship. To purchase tickets, visit BlueWahoos.com. Hi, this is Barry Lintner from Lloyd's Auto Glass. I'm wondering if you are as tired as I am of being pushed to call centers when trying to schedule services from insurance companies, banks, healthcare providers, and the like. Going from one prompt to another, one recording to another, enter this, enter that, wait, hold again, now transferring, hold on. Uh, seriously, is this really better for consumers? I don't think so. Well, I have a solution at least for autoglass problems. You can avoid the 800 number hassle and just call Lloyd's directly. A real live local human will answer your call and efficiently manage your windshield claim and, if needed, camera calibration process for you. I promise you, you will receive the highest quality workmanship and convenient same-day service you deserve. 800 number call centers are only easier for the insurance company trying to cut claim costs. Protect your investment. Call Lloyd's. We'll keep it simple for you and do everything right the first time. 850-476-6340 or lloydsglass.com. 
Barnes Feed Store is your one-shop place for everything. For the gardeners, Barnes Feed Store is your plant seeds and fertilizer. Hunter shop now to catch in on the savings and stop by for the Pennington Rackmaster Plot Seed Mix. Barnes Feed Store has a variety of seeds with the best nutrients and protein, including flavor rice bran and deer candy. Barnes Feed Store, locally and family-owned for over 65 years, has all of your needs for pets with pet houses, food supplies, and much more. Don't forget about the Big Green Egg Grill. Barnes Feed Store, located at 8650 North Potafox Street in Ensley. Back at you, Tuesday edition Sports Roundtable Show. Jim Kegel, our producer, Paul Chestnut, with you. Now that I think of it a little bit more here, when we went out of the last segment with the, the Tampa Bay Lightning players, Braden Point was one of them as well. At the, the Florida State LSU game, they were dressed in Florida State T-shirts. You would have thought that ABC or ESPN would have panned them and put them on TV, promote NHL, but they don't think things like that. But uh, uh, anyways, we're talking with Terrence A. Gross, local personal injury attorney, and Terrence, all right, let's get into as uh, uh, everybody calling him Coach Prime now in Colorado. What a job he did. Uh, a lot of people uh, already got him. Okay, what job he's going to take in the NFL? And, and you know, they both got his son, the quarterback, and Travis Hunter as Heisman candidates now. he's uh, Colorado's the talk of the college football world. Your thoughts? Yeah, they are. I mean, and again, it, it's a good thing for him. I mean, it's bad for Colorado, but going following up a one in eleven season is not a bad thing. But I think your typical college roster is about eighty five players. I think nowadays he and the portal brought in fifty six. Never heard of that. I mean, we're killing the portal at FSU. We brought in twelve. He brought in fifty six portal players. 21 freshmen, that means the team we saw there yes, the other day, 77 of them were brand-new players to Colorado. 77, which maybe means they had about eight uh, uh, kids that played for Colorado. Never been done in the history of football. You can't ever, you know, the portal's rather new anyway, but nothing like it that we've ever seen. And he transformed this team that was a doormat last year, a total doormat into a national contender all in uh, just one one period of time. And just amazing. And they lived up to the rap. So great game. TCU is a great team. We knew they were. They played for a national championship last year. They came back. They were loaded. It was a, just the game had everything. Uh, but, the, but the offensive side of uh, Colorado is amazing. And, and the, uh, his son, you know, could he make it? You know, Division One. Not only did he throw for five or ten yards, it's an all-time Colorado record. Meanwhile, Hunter set a record: a hundred and twenty-nine snaps. Who does that? Yeah. He he had an unbelievable. He had an ESPN play of the day with his interception. They were going in the end zone. TCU was beautiful interception, but his reception. I think he caught. Uh, 11 passes. So he did everything. He lived up to all the hype. And you're right, both of them are uh, on the short list now of the, of the Heisman chase. I mean, they both did just great games. But they, it wasn't just them. That running back out of the field, I forget his name, he had speed. I mean, he, when he went around the end, and he, he had those LSU cornerbacks uh, uh, grabbing the air. I mean, so they're, I mean, they, he put together. One heck of a team. They were well-oiled. 
they looked good. I mean, the play calling was good. So they were saying, you know, can he coach? Okay, he can recruit. But can Dion? can he coach? He coached. I mean, there were some really good plays, good play calls, very good timing. Special teams looked good. Defense looked pretty good. I mean, that was a good TCU uh, team. So that was a high-scoring game. But at the end of the day, uh, good kicker, good punter. Uh, it's a complete team. I mean, it's a complete team, and uh, I, I, they got a tough schedule too. They're going to play USC. They got to play some big names. So we'll see. But but uh, I don't think TCU is that bad. I think they're really pretty good. Well, Colorado's for real. They got Matt Rule. Interesting matchup this uh, weekend for Colorado and Nebraska. Matt Rule, the former NFL coach, now coaching at, at Nebraska. We'll see how good Colorado is as we move along here. I know you want to talk about the, the Gators a little bit here. Uh, they're in a tailspin. I mean, Utah is really good, but that was their backup quarterback, by the way. And their offense just never existed. And I told you a little bit about Merch. You reminded me of Hornybrook coming from uh, – Wisconsin. It's a slower paced game up there. The speed that you see that they saw with Utah, they, he, you can tell he was trying to do double pumps and whatever. I don't think you've seen that kind of, that kind of speed. I don't know if it was just him or their offensive line, but the sacks. And if you notice with, uh, getting back to Jordan, uh, LSU had a good pass rush. Their D line was really good. Jordan just escaped. He just made it look easy. Jordan just it could just buy time. Even when they got in, they they were just they couldn't get him. But uh, Mertz was not able to do that. Mertz is is one dimensional. He's not a dual threat quarterback. He's a smart kid. He's a good kid. He, he threw for over three thousand last year. But he is not fleet of foot. He's just not going to hurt you with his feet. And. Um, you know, we had to worry about that with LSU because Daniel's good, and, and, and Daniel's gassed us. He gassed us. So I I, I fear that the Gators are going to really be in for a rocky road this season. Um, and I, I just, I'm already hearing the rumblings in the Gator Nation about Napier. I just got there, you know, uh, Norvell, as we know, had a rocky start with us, but we hung in there with them. I think Napier's potentially a good coach, but... It, it, the team did not look prepared. I mean, the, the, the gaffes, they just they just didn't look good. Yeah, one year and one game in the fan base, where did they get rid of him? So I, usually it used to be a three-year plan, but, uh, I, I, you know, I still think he needs some little time. He took a setback, as we mentioned, in the opener. We'll see what happens this week against McNeese State. Terrence, thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Terrence A. Gross, local personal injury attorney, uh, joining us here tomorrow on their show. Roger Hoover joins us from the Alabama Crimson Tide Network. Bama, Texas Week. We'll talk about that game with Roger Hoover tomorrow on the show. Big thank you, Mike Haas, voice of the Saints, joining us. Top of the show for Jim Cagle's Paul Chestnut. You've been listening to Sports Roundtable on the FAM 101.1 FM.